Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary Media with me, Russell Brand, live coming at you. Well, not live, it's actually recorded. I'm recording this right now. Coming at you from the locked down globe. This week we spoke to Wim Hof. Wim is also known as the Iceman. He is a Dutch extreme athlete, most well known for his ability to withstand freezing temperatures. He set Guinness World Records for swimming under ice, prolonged full body contact with ice, and he still holds a record for a barefoot half marathon on ice and snow. He attributes these feats to the Wim Hof method. This is a combination of frequent cold exposure, breathing techniques, and meditation. I use these techniques myself. And they're bloody good. They're helping me on a deep, deep level. This is the perfect time to talk to Wim Hof. Wim Hof cured himself of an E. coli injection under uh, clinical conditions. You can watch this and check it out. It seems unlikely that breath techniques, meditative techniques, some might say shamanic yogic techniques can be used for health. But in this episode, the Wim Hof Corona Survival Guide, we're going to be talking about how these formerly esoteric the becoming ever more popular techniques are actually potentially going to contribute to saving your life make sure you sign up to my mailing list at russell brand all my global tour is suspended for now in every single country so obviously you know who's who's traveling who's traveling and doing gigs to any time i mean let's revisit this stuff in the autumn if we've if we still got a world to inhabit by then Check out my YouTube channel. I'm doing loads of videos about this current situation and its spiritual and political connotations and trying to participate as best I can in the conversation about you know how we might change the world for the better after all of this. You might want to check out this Charles Eisenstein um, video. No, not video, essay. Can we put the link somewhere here? It'll be in the description. Check out this essay. It's unbelievable. Uh, Charles Eisenstein is going to be coming up as a guest again on The Skin. He's been on before. He's going to be coming on again. And uh, as I say, subscribe to my channel. Follow me on social media. Let me know what you think of this podcast uh, on Twitter at Rusty Rockets. It's everywhere else, it's at Russell Brand. Now, did you enjoy the Brad Evans podcast? Brad, great friend of this show. I absolutely adore Brad. And here's some of the comments elicited by that episode. Lisa Francis Judd said, Global wage talk just sounds like a new world order solution. Nothing is given without an expectation when it comes to government. Mm, liberta- that's a, a libertarian perspective there from Lisa Francis Judd. Or is it an anarchist perspective? Because now we at the extremes, we the radicals, are being looked to for solutions because it ain't going to come from the dead centre I'll tell you that. Karen Thomas, thank you for that. And thank you for all these eye-opening conversations. I need to think about almost everything. I've just heard to... I've just heard to... I I need to think about everything I've just heard to give my opinion, but these parts most caught my attention. The use of war metaphors. Yeah, I like that bit. The politics of love. Yep, I'm into that. What does community mean in the 21st century? The irony of closed borders and the need of open borders for global solutions. And most of all, your remark, the lockdown is an opportunity to look at our reality and how we've been living. Thank you, Karen, for picking one of the things I said when old Brad Evans was on, one of the great philosophers of our time. Sketch, Marky, Sketch Monkey 007. I think you're both a little naive about the reality of the situation, E. You've put I on the end of that, and I'm going to use that against you, Sketch Monkey. While it's a great concept for people to come together and work together as worldwide and protect everyone, you cannot deny that you will never get China and their CCP government to be on board with this concept based on how they've tried to cover up the situation to save, play, save face. Well, we don't really know that for sure, mate. Um, also, you talk about China as if it's a real thing rather than a concept held in the imagination of, well, the world's population currently. 
but we used to have this concept that you couldn't stop air travel or lock everyone in their homes and look at what happened to that china is a concept it's a concept that's been around for a while it's a landmass it's a flag it's a a, a confucius based late com state communist capitalism inspired system but it's also something that can just fall apart like everything can fall apart i refer you to my man o show what is civilization civilization is just a clearing in the forest and let me tell you the forest is back baby in microbiological form uh, and now the officials, back to SketchMonkey007, and there are now officials trying to claim it was in fact the US, US that started the virus. Without the entire world being on board with safeguarding against the next pandemic, borders do matter. I mean, that's an interesting point. You know, population control and authoritarianism can be useful when you need to control something like the coronavirus. Of course, I'm not disputing that actually, mate. In fact, go check Charles Eisenstein's essay on this. And I think on the episode with Charles, we'll get into that more deeply. That is how Taiwan was able to save itself from the biggest brunt of this pandemic. They closed off their borders. I can see that, mate. You know, ultimately, we're all doing that, aren't we? We're not just controlling the borders of our nations. We're controlling the borders of our bloody houses. We're all staying indoors. All they needed to know is China had uh, unknown pneumonia to start. That was the culture of fear concept that actually saved them. But one of the things I think is interesting, SketchMonkey007, is what kind of, you know, what is the objective here? For every single individual for to live as long as possible regardless of the quality of life like why don't we all just lock ourselves into cells hook ourselves up to nutri drips and see if we can get robots to run the industrial and agricultural aspects of life and you know live for 80 90 years hooked up to drips in cells we want freedom we want glory we want the taste of divinity on our carnal lips by god and we're gonna get it so, um, yeah, thank you, though, for, for SketchMonkey. I welcome uh, dissenters. I welcome dissenters. There's certainly no Chinese-style state communism here. Um, so, anyway, let's get into Wim Hof. Oh, Wim Hof. Wim Hof is going to breathe. If breath be life and life be breath and breath be language. I mean, I'm misquoting Shakespeare dreadfully, but breath, let's face it, it's important. Never more important than in this pandemic. And Wim Hof is going to teach us how through breath control we can make ourselves healthier and how it can uh, be a participatory aspect of our ongoing awakening. Let us now leap into under the skin with the Iceman. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful that, route. Yes, that's, that, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. How do you feel, Wim Hof, given that you are the world's foremost? respiration expert and healer of viruses through yogic techniques now that the coronavirus epidemic has seized the world what what was your what did you think when you first heard of this and what do you think now uh i've been looking uh, into what the virus is causing what the damage of the virus the coronavirus is causing and that is inflammation and inflammation is represented by interleukins, like cytokines, inflammation values in the blood. And they are called the IL-1, the interleukin number 6, the interleukin number 8, and the interleukin number 11. That is in the, co in the case of coronavirus. Now, 
In 2013, uh, we have been injected with an E. coli bacteria and through these breathing techniques, we were able to inoculate the IL-6, IL-8, IL-1, IL-11. That Those are the inflammation values, which is causing the damage uh, in the coronavirus. The way the coronavirus gets into the cell is different as the E. coli bacteria, but what they cause is the same. And what they, uh, and and that inflammation, we are very capable of uh, suppressing it. Now, maybe not when it is in a very advanced stage, but the the people should look into it. The universities. They should look into this, the doctors, the professors, the scientific world, because the existing papers have been showing these values. If they compare the one value with the other, they see the same effect. Maybe the cause is different because one is a virus and the other one is an E. coli bacteria, but the, uh, the effect, the consequence is the same. It is inflammation. And that inflammation we can suppress. So, like when we've spoken before, Wim, and most people now understand a little bit about what you do through your techniques, you explained to me that through these breath techniques, you can access uh, the immune system in a way that is usually impossible for the conscious mind. Is it like it can be manipulated, controlled, and you know, the, your famous experiment where you you and 10 other volunteers healed themselves from E. coli infection demonstrates that the immune system can at least be influenced. We talked before about many aspects of this, about how self-healing is always going to be a, a kind of uh, something that evokes skepticism, if not cynicism. It it's, uh, challenges ideas that are economically important that are to you know to significant interests since this has happened have you had any uh, support or inquiry from anyone looking to see if your techniques could be used under clinic clinical conditions with coronavirus exactly uh, so that is a negative that it's a negative up till uh, last year uh, we were um, uh, how do you say, approached uh, by people uh, paying over a million dollars to get a study done on this method, the Wim Hof method, on the DNA, on the DNA and depression. And it's, uh, it's ongoing right now with top researchers in uh, the US, San Francisco. And it, uh, yeah, it is very promising, only it's not uh, finished yet. And that's because of the lockdown in America. Uh, it was almost finished. And so um, uh, what I say is in 2013, we fundamentally have changed signs as it is, showing that the autonomic nervous system and with that directly in relationship with the innate immune system, which is the problem with the coronavirus, the innate immune system to be influenced deeply, voluntarily, at will, by all these people I trained just in a couple of days. Whereas, in contrary, 
thousands of people doing the same experiment all got sick. So my question to the scientific world is, this, uh, the doctors, the professors, why do you guys not go look into this? Because it is existent. Uh, uh, the values are all uh, uh, evidence-based, scientifically noted down. It is published in papers. And one is one. If they see innate immune system, which is the problem in coronavirus, which cannot be controlled, here is the control. So I'm asking this. I'm challenging. I'm asking the investigative spirit of the scientific world to look into this. My blood and the blood of those guys who were uh, subjected to this endotoxin experiment is still frozen by minus 80. So they only need to get the blood uh, and uh, get uh, the coronavirus inside. And they will see that the innate immune cells, that they will not react as violent as in normal cases with people, which is causing the damage. We, they will see that the damage is far less possible by human will through breathing techniques and mindset. That's it. Very simple. <clears throat> I suppose um, that people will still be cynical. We've been so long trained to assume that our the solutions to our problems will be met through a kind of uh, pharmaceutical industrial complex that medicine belongs in that territory and because like we are very resistant to woo woo and nonsensical bad science talk it takes a while for us to recognize i feel that there are um you know we we don't know how these complex deep s systems that that are, that are present in our evolution and driving our evolution operate so much of what seems to be happening in this time whim demonstrates a separation a bifurcation of humankind civilization and nature and it seems to me that much of your method and your philosophy is about re-engaging deeper unconscious natural powers the kind of powers that are castrated or severed by a civilized society that prioritizes our capacity as consumers over our uh, capacity as living engaged humans yes no exactly affirmative and if you look back uh, in the time of the prehistorics or uh, 10,000 years ago there were no pharmaceuticals there were no pills there were no medicines there were no hospitals it was not there and uh, we have evolved through industrialization, hospitals, uh, pharmaceuticals, money uh, way of systems, uh, money making systems uh, into making money out of medicines and pills to heal people. I think that is a fundamental, fundamental injustice to uh, humanity. You, you should not ask money to heal people. You should not ask money by the loads uh, the pharmaceutical industry is doing because you don't want to lose clients. You don't want to lose people. If people are no longer sick, the whole pharmaceutical industry does not exist. So if we come up with natural ways showing that we have lost a, a innate capacity 
to heal ourselves, but we, as you said, uh, and uh, rightly said, uh, are castrated or uh, uh, severed from that power. Now it's the time to show people through evidence-based proof that we are able to connect within a day. Yes, I think it's important what you said through evidence-based proof, because I suppose, you know, it's important to make clear that we're not like um, a couple of wackos saying let's abandon the technological and medical progress of the last few centuries and the many miracles that have taken place as a result of the ingenuity of members of the scientific community but where it interfaces with the corporate community it comes to problems when you were saying about um, why is no one investigating the possibility of respiration work uh, improving, enhancing and engaging immune systems it struck me that probably the way that these things are funded does not facilitate that kind of investigation. I spoke to Neil deGrasse Tyson once about this because obviously the point of science is that it's evidence-based. We're talking about objectivity, facts, inarguable, inarguable, indefatigable facts. But the kind of questions that are getting asked, the investigations that are getting done, the experiments that are taking place usually are funded by certain interests. What are the questions that don't get asked? What are the experiments that don't get done? And I think that this is the area that you and I are discussing. Yes, exactly. So uh, the importance and the gravity of the, the situation uh, it shows uh, uh, that this study should be looked into. Uh, uh, I've been talking to professors recently and uh, about this. And I said, uh, uh, be, uh, before I'm saying things to you like this, uh, I also think about this, I contemplate, I go into the deep and, uh, I, and I, 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 I talk with these immunologists and they say too, yes, it is the IL-6 and the IL-8, the interleukin-6 and the interleukin-8 you guys have suppressed. And that is thought of in science impossible. But you guys for the first time showed how to do that voluntarily. Now, I ask, why uh, are they not uh, willing to go and uh, uh, do research on existent blood samples still there? I do not even need to be there. It's all by the universities going to be done. And there they will see, as we have shown for the first time, to go into the innate immune system voluntarily and make big influence therein is what the people who are suffering from coronavirus right now absolutely need. So there is no mistake about it. I hope this isn't a stunt type question because you know I respect you and I actually use your method. And in fact, one of the reasons I was late for this interview is because I was doing the Wim Hof technique. I use your technique. I recommend anyone that's interested in Wim Hof's uh, lessons downloads your app. It's a fantastic, fantastic technique. And um, but would you? This is my mad question. W would you be willing to be infected with that virus in order to demonstrate the efficacy of your method, or would that, you know, scare you? It would scare me to willingly do it. Oh know, no, no, no! I'm absolutely not scared to do so. Absolutely not. This is the same question I had uh, before when uh, the endotoxin, the bacteria was uh, being injected 
uh, I said, okay, this is, I want to show this. What I say, I believe. What I believe is what I say. And now it is evidence-based. I am able to uh, tackle the problem of what the coronavirus is causing. And that is the deregulation of the innate immune system, which is damaging the lung tissue. I know how to tackle the innate immune system problem, and therefore uh, I will not suffer those consequences. Uh, but before I will subject myself, uh, say in vivo, ex vivo, the blood, my blood is still there. So uh, they could easily inject the blood, uh, the, the coronavirus in the blood and see the, uh, the, if the immune cells are violently reacting, yes or no. And with that, they solve the question already. If they later want to do it in vivo, welcome, here I am. <laughs> That's the kind of bravado we need in a pandemic. Wim, from a philosophical perspective, what do you what, what do you make of this? What are you reading into it? What do you feel is happening globally? What does it do to your intuition, your instinct, your perspective? I'm almost. Um, I, I see that uh, humanity needs to stop. Humanity needs to stop to sodomize the planet, to pollute the planet, and to insensitive uh, insensitive. Uh, the people uh, between each other. We are one people on one planet and we should live in harmony with that planet and its nature. And it show, Mother Nature is showing us now. And if we are not going to listen, then she will come back and back and back and back. Who does not want to listen will, uh, in the end, feel the consequences. Uh, uh, it, it should stop this voracious, voraciousness this money uh, system, which is unequal, dividing energy all over the world. People are suffering mostly, and only 1% of the world is uh, uh, controlling more than the, uh, and possessing more than the half. My philosophy and vision is, in the end, we should live in love, and we should know the soul, and we should learn in our primary uh, school like uh, the mother in Iran and in New York, in Baghdad and New York, they are the same. They only want uh, prosperity. They want happiness, strength and health guaranteed. And we can guarantee that through science that we all can have that control within us to make the core values of happiness, strength and health guaranteed for every kid in the world. That is the future. That is going to be the future. And uh, if the walls are uh, going to be there in, in the meanwhile, uh, 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 then they are going to be broken. It's interesting that when we reflect on why it is that that kind of philosophy is not conveyed and taught, that the answer is likely the same as the reason that the kind of experiments we were previously discussing are not undertaken, i.e. it's a challenge to existing power structures. We're kind of told that it's anti-human nature to consider uh, ourselves to be 
interconnected and equal and uh, harmonized we're told that no we're like we're competitors it's against human nature but i'm thinking more and more that this is a uh, this is conceptual one thing that's been so clear from the events of the last few weeks whim is many of the things we've taken for granted believed to be real economic systems political structures whether or not it's possible to bail out businesses or for right-wing governments to uh, embrace the welfare state and renationalization of public institutions all of these things are necessarily taking place as the systems of domination recognize that they're uh, ongoing survival is dependent on survive, uh, sustaining these systems through this challenging time. Because I suppose what this chaos and crisis induces is the possibility of real change, significant change in the way that we regard one another and the way that we separate what is real from what is conceptual. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I think too. And it's time. T change is in the air anyway. Only uh, uh, the uh, yeah the the existing systems they are not uh, reluctant to to just uh, change uh, their paradigm. They stay stick with the same because they don't know something else. They want to stay in control. If they have no control, yeah, then that, they lose their power. And I that's why I show, hey man, the power. When you are happy, you have no grieving for possession. You don't need to expand. And I show that we are able to control our hormonal system, which is uh, uh, excreting or the dopamine, serotonins, the endorphins, the cannabinoids, all, all those things. We can control that. And we have shown this once again in science to, uh, uh, to be done in just a couple of days. And there is a paradigm. A paradigm is only existent when the, uh, the, the, the person who is in charge of that paradigm is able to get something more. So I, I say to those people, what would you choose? Ten cars or happiness? When you would be able to guarantee your happiness, your strength and your health, what would you be then uh, willing to let that go partially because you get 10 cars, 10 escort girls, and, uh, and 20 houses, uh, uh, you know? You, you, uh, what I go to is, is that people have to uh, unmask in the whole world, go much more within than this extroverted money-making way of thinking, possession, more, more expanding on the, uh, uh, exploiting the world uh, and uh, living on the, uh, uh, on the people who are powerless, who are innocent, who are in need of happiness, strength and health. We are really sodomizing the planet and we got to stop. We got to stop this possessive way of thinking. And uh, for that, we need to go through science because I can have philosophies as much as I want and many more. Uh, we need to get into the power. And I say power comes with clarity, with evidence-based proof. And we have proven this now already, but there is more. The professors who have been investigating me in my brain, they say, hey, with this technique, we can uh, change mental health care. 
Hey, is that big? Yes or no? That, that is huge. So why are they not picking this up? And we have published this. Now I'm doing uh, studies with clinics and people who are 20 years on medicines. Suddenly in two weeks, they are off the medicine. They don't need it anymore. And these people, they have suicidal uh, thoughts. They want to kill themselves because their quality is completely out of their hands, have no sense of control, are not happy, are not healthy. They are not in their soul. They don't know anymore. They want to quit with their life, uh, kill themselves. And those, uh, I went to the, uh, Australia in Queensland and I went to this uh, uh, clinic and now big, big change just through breathing, just through going into ice cold water uh, controlled means going into and learning about anxiety, learning about stress, how to activate the stress mechanisms inside, how to get a hold of your own emotion, of your own, uh, uh, of your own mood, of your soul, of the purpose of just being without words. All that is there through these simple techniques and they should investigate into this, research into this, because this is in the end going to give the people soul. It's going to give people love. It's going to give that what is most valuable for any family on this planet. And that's what we should want for our children. Wim, when we spoke last, you told me, uh, uh, and it's commonly known about the tragic circumstances that began what I would regard as a spiritual journey for you when you lost your wife and you had your young children that you had to raise on your own. So in a sense, your personal journey into this shamanic space, this extraordinary space, you know, because when I have spent time with you, I think, how how did this person make himself? How do you become like this so outside of what is ordinary, so extraordinary, such unusual beliefs and unusual abilities, unusual achievements, whether it's your crazy ice-based record, swimming underwater, climbing things, hanging off ledges by a single finger, all of these extraordinary feats. I'm struck by the fact that it begins with pain and tragedy. When you talk about the relationship between uh, you know, your work with mental health over there in Australia and the, the mental health crisis and the addiction crisis, crisis that's currently taking place in the planet do you think that do you think that your own journey could have taken place without this initi initiation through pain no 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 i've been uh, uh, i have zero experience in a universitarian medical uh, 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 learnings teachings so i have no degree i'm a dropout from school i have been taught by life itself but when I lost my woman uh, jumping from an eight story down in 95, my heart was broken. I was completely lost, but I had four children to grow up. I had little money. Uh, my children made me survive. Uh, the cold water stilled my mind. And that, uh, that is in short, the story. So little by little, I became very energetic through, these, uh, uh, through the cold water, plus the breathing techniques. They gave me a hold on my emotion. I healed myself. And now I'm as far 
to be able to say that we found techniques showing in brain scans how to uh, activate uh, those parts of the brain uh, responsible for our mood. So when it is out of control, when it is depressed or in the sci uh, in a uh, 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 psychotic or schizophrenic or just a mental disorder of any type, then we should be able to learn to control that. But because we never uh, are taught in school how to be happy and how to stay happy when difficulties come, when stress comes, when uh, divorces come, when uh, uh, somebody commits suicide, when uh, you, uh, you lose a child uh, uh, or you lose your job and all that, and you don't know how to uh, rebalance at that moment your mood, we never have been taught. And now I tell you, we have, I have found the way which would have helped my wife then, and now I'm able to give this to people who are in the same terror of their mind and hand them over a, a, a simple techniques that give them a sense of control absolutely back. And with that, people who are desperate and get a sense of control, they will take it. But we hand, have to hand it over. We have to give it to them. And, uh, and this is what I do. I'm doing the clinical trial right now. And it's very, very promising. More than promising, it is, uh, uh, it, the results are amazing. You can check it out. Uh, I can later uh, pass on the, uh, the telephone numbers and then you will see. They are already four months on the way now and they got amazing results. People who are desperate, we have never been schooled how to deal with emotion. And, and when it's out of balance, uh, uh, then we are out of balance and we don't find this sense of control. We should teach children in the schools uh, from, uh, when, uh, from young uh, age on to be, uh, how, what is happiness? How do you stay happy? How do you control your mood? Uh, how do you control your health? And how do you control your energy? Is that all possible? We have all shown this scientifically evidence-based. Where are these experiments taking place and what is the nature of the experiments, Wim? It's in, uh, this now is in Marichidor, Marichidor in the uh, psychiatric uh, clinic over there. And that's in Queensland. Uh, it's uh, from Malambimbi up. And uh, I've been there and uh, they only needed me one day. And then they were completely convinced and they saw the people changing in one day. It's, uh, 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 and then I said, no, but it should be independent of me. I'm not a guru. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm much more. I'm evidence-based. I'm here because of true experience. That's why I'm here. So uh, uh, finally, I get there with these people and then handing it over to instructors who are uh, taking over the torch. And now it's uh, like four months on the way and they got great uh, success. And very soon they have all the biological parameters uh, noted down and uh, made a scientific uh, uh, paper out of it. Yes. People that, people that really want to understand your method, as I said, should download your app. But like you were kind enough to demonstrate on the last time you came on Under the Skin, 
what um how your technique worked now we did uh, i remember doing 30 inhalations and exhalations and then holding the breath back then i could do one minute i've been practicing pretty regular notably when i was um i was making a film and so i was spending a lot of time in the trailer which in my belief was too small I've got a big ego. I need a trailer that can house it. So I was spending a lot of time in that trailer. And the way I was dealing with the challenges to my ego, challenges that in light of recent events seem pretty small and uh, irrelevant, actually, I was uh, doing these breath techniques, you know, and uh, I got up to whim three minutes. You know, I was doing like three or four or five rounds of breath. And I was holding my breath for three minutes, sometimes like over three minutes. When I was telling people, you know, I'm holding my breath for three minutes, people were like, how can you do that? How can you? And like, you know, a lot of the people like other actors on the movie knew about you. People on the crew knew about you. Like now, um, like I have access to cold water and stuff. So like I'm doing, like I'm doing, uh, getting into very, very cold water each day. And after my meditation, I'm doing a few rounds. What would you, uh, what, what would you recommend? What would you recommend for people? And what's your, what's your own practice like these days? Uh, <clears throat> this morning, uh, I did uh, ten rounds because I loved it. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, going very deep, you know, and with the breathing and until I feel completely saturated, completely cleansed. This is the ability of this technique is you are at the buttons. You can go as far as you, as you need, not as you want, as you need and uh, 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 also as you want, but you will want what you need and you will feel that uh, when you are really at rest, when you are really cleansed, you will feel that. Uh, it's an absolute understanding. And for that, this technique is, is, uh, uh, is an absolute effective way how to cleanse yourself into the deepest of your tissue. And that's what you want. In the world, we get contaminated every day. Uh, that could be mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, chemically, uh, biologically, etc. Many contaminations going on. And uh, in the morning on empty stomach, uh, if you do this bre uh, breathing technique, then you are able, I'm not going to explain how it all physiologically and in the brain and body is working. But if you take it on, anybody, anybody in the world, so anybody is able to get into this accessible and very effective uh, uh, way of cleansing himself and he will feel it and then life comes the way it is you are you, you get this feeling i can take anything on mm. if you get that feeling then you are there that is our innate nature that is spirituality with two legs on the ground boom <laughs> how uh when you do you still do you time how long you're holding your breath for or, or have you let go of that since you've been in the guinness book of records no tell sometimes i, do, uh, I absolutely do it sometimes I, uh, I do two minutes sometimes i do five minutes it, it, it doesn't matter for five it, it minutes really yes uh, uh, it really is the feeling really is the pain. don't get caught in numbers into oh, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you do, you should be able to do like three times in a row, three minutes. You know, you begin with two minutes 
and then two and a half minutes. Then you really get into it. You get three minutes and then 3.15, 3.30, like three times. It's an amazing feeling what gets out. The, uh, the, the breath and the depth is a mirror, but your feeling is the true spirit uh, evolving therefrom. Look at that. Go for your spirit. Go for your cleansing. Go for what you really feel you need in the depth. And it is there. What do you have like realizations and stuff when you're doing it? Do you like do you do that them ten rounds of breath and then ha- what's happening in your consciousness? Do you is it an anatomical thing or is it psychological or is it everything? Yeah, you just get back into the moment. You get through the mind back in, fully in the moment, fully cleansed. So from there you can take on anything. And uh, besides of this. Uh, I am going to climb the Kilimanjaro in September in one day, in one day, in short, with 32 people. And uh, this is an absolute exercise of the power of the breath. And I think you're ready to do it. What? You want me to climb Kilimanjaro in short? It's in one day. (laughs) With me and 32 other people. Showing the world that we can defy the existent paradigm of what a human body is capable of. So how, like, so when we're climbing Kilimanjaro in September, what are we going to do? We do is, that, what's the, is the preparation like a week of preparation, a day of preparation? And what are we doing? Are we expo- like we're doing the breath technique and then how are we working with cold? Are we exposing ourselves to cold, cold plunges, cold showers? What are we, how are we building up to the point where me, a person who frankly doesn't like getting out of bed, is going to climb Kilimanjaro in a pair of presumably very small shorts? <laughs> Yes, uh, I think you're already doing the training. You're already into it. Uh, I, can, I can sense, I can see, I have seen you, I've experienced you. You're ready. You're ready to go. If, uh, it, it, it's like if your house is on fire, you run fast. You don't think. <laughs> and uh, this, the Kilimanjaro, is like not thinking, just doing it. It goes step by step. I call uh, the the project is called Irrwata Irrwata. That is Maasai for step by step. If you just stick your mind to the one step and another step and another step, then you are getting to the top. Ah, right. You don't get into the concept. This is very similar to what Eckhart Tolle says, is that even if you are spending the rest of your life in prison, you are not in prison for the rest of your life in this moment. (laughs) In this moment, you are in a room. So like when I was like, I went on a run this morning, as a matter of fact, and during the run, I suppose the thing, well, actually, it was a bit better because I was running with my friend Jenny, who I'm doing the podcast with. And uh, because she's faster than me, and may I say probably 15 years younger, I, like, I had to run a bit faster. And that took me out of my mind more. It took me out of my mind. And really, I suppose the resistance on a run comes from, oh, God, when's this run going to be over? When will this run end? I don't like this feeling. I want this feeling to end. And, and, and much of my psychosis and neurosis comes from that kind of thinking. If I could just get into that, you know, this step, now this step this step now this step letting go of the concepts of the future and the memories of the past the conceptual mind as our man Eckhart Tolle calls it I think uh, 
that that would be liberating. So you climb Mount Kilimanjaro one step at a time. That's the only way to climb it, huh? Yes, especially when you're going to uh, confront yourself with the elements of nature, which is the height, the altitude, plus cold in the end. From 5,000 meters up, it's going to be colder, really colder. Uh, but <clears throat> we all will be able to do it. And with that, we show uh, that we are defying existent physiology, uh, physiological uh, laws uh, stated by, uh, uh, stated by uh, uh, the scientific uh, medical community uh, and history. Uh, we will show that we are able to enter into the autonomic processes of uh, making white cells and red cells. And uh, with that, we will show so much more because uh, in the fight against disease, you need to be able to voluntarily uh, generate white cells. And this is unknown to the world, but we will show that we are doing just that. And we will show it spectacularly by going with people, even uh, people, uh, uh, women of 56 are even there. And uh, they had no prior uh, experience in mountaineering, but they are determined. They use the power of the mind. And the power of the mind is the innate capacity to be the master uh, within yourself, to be the alchemist, and to go along without fear, accomplishing whatever comes within your mind. That is not craziness. It is outside the box and it is possible. And nowadays we need to think outside of the box because these pandemia, uh, pandemias, they will come more. And it shows that we are able to go to the moon with a rocket and back and safe, but we can, and we can kill all the elephants and all the lions but we will be killed by little viruses we cannot even see. So where is our control? Uh, we will show that our control is uh, able to defy all physiological uh, uh, stated uh, uh, medical scientific laws. So uh, that's what we are going to do. This is amazing. I was speaking to Gabor Maté, the uh, doctor and addiction specialist, very great man, as a matter of fact, recently on the podcast. And he was talking about how uh, like South Sea Islanders are able to navigate using their awareness of the currents in the water, their awareness of astronomy, their awareness of certain birds' flight patterns and the movement of fish. All these things operate as a kind of compass. And Gabor Mate was saying like how these, these are all qualities that any human being has innately and could learn that we have forgotten. And while he was talking about that... I remembered what I heard on uh, Dan Carling's histories about um, Genghis Khan's army, how from on horseback in full pelt, full gallop, they could fire bow and arrows accurately. You know, they had, the, I thought, my God, the abilities these people must have had. And we are these people. And when I remember before when we were speaking about exposure to the cold, like my own personal experience of it before knowing anything about your techniques was I remember getting in very cold water and feeling my body go <gasps> like that and recognizing it was trying to awaken a system within itself that is dormant and 
we have become these sedentary creatures imprisoned and hypnotized in front of screens with these great latent capacities, primarily because it suits powerful interests for us to remain as kind of blobs on sofas. You know, so in this time of pandemic, this time where we've been, you know, and, you know, without being glib about the many people suffering and the many people suffering medical and financial trauma as a result of this, many of us are also being granted an opportunity for real introspection, real yogic journeying, real uh, practicing our excellence, awakening aspects of ourselves that have been dormant because we have been prisoners of comfort, prisoners of monotony. I like it. I like it. It is monotony and it is we are mesmerized by uh, television and the advertisement and our schooling, which in the end is only serving uh, uh, to get uh, to become uh, uh, another stone in the wall. Pink Floyd, you know, uh, the brick in the wall. And, uh, and, and that's it. You know, the, the, the human brain is only flourishing if it neuro- uh, neurologically is, uh, keeps on uh, growing within the, uh, uh, this skull uh, uh, until it dies. We are into expanding neurology, expanding consciousness, the perception until we die. And what do we do? We make somebody a carpenter or a doctor or this and then for lifelong they have to do all uh, always the same patterns that is killing uh, the neurological normal natural development within that is killing sanity so we have to get to sanity because pandemias viruses uh, what the neuro uh, neurological uh, iphones affecting us the el- electromagnetic devices we all got we have to make we cannot live with the old paradigm no more it is not uh, able to defy to confront itself with the existent hazards the wolf is gone but the iphone is there the wolf is gone and 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 the radioactivity is there and 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 the viruses and those are more dangerous than the dinosaurs and the tyrannosaurs because you cannot see them and, and the people uh, existent right now who are in control, it's through the old paradigm. We can break that paradigm in a day, but we have to show like people like yourself and me, we have been uh, gone out of the box and uh, we found new directions. And we will keep on going and showing through our podcasts Hey guys, there is a, a, a there is a way out, and it's exciting. And once you become excited of life again, it's because the sanity gets back, the neurological natural development gets back, and you feel it. And that is the basis for health, for happiness, and for strength, for energy to flow instead of to be narrowed down like a little deer in a little cage. That's not us. The um, you're obviously pretty optimistic. I mean, even the fact that you're planning a mountaineering trip to Kilimanjaro in September with me in your shorts suggests that you think that the pandemic is going to, you know, resolve. Right. You feel pretty positive about that. You don't think that this is the end days. Uh, I don't I don't. Uh, it's a virus and a virus, though they don't know it. 
like the SARS and the MERS, and now it's the coronavirus, sort of the same stem. It will take, it's a pandemia, but I, I, I see the governments right now in North America and Trump, he, he wants to uh, get the economy again uh, going. And China is doing the same. So uh, they will find ways to, uh, to, uh, to get a control over uh, the pandemia, over the pandemia, because there is uh, more interest in having the economy uh, going on. I hope not. I hope it all stops and people begin to think, hey, we got a chance from within. There uh, is there a different control within us that enables us to tackle this from uh, uh, our innate capacities, yes or no? I say yes. But it, it needs that stop. It needs us to stop in the whole world. I'm actually happy that the whole economy stopped. I'm happy with that. I'm, uh, finally, when, when Australia was on fire just recently and more than a billion animals died, nobody gives a shit. When the Amazon is on fire, nobody gives a shit. When the tsunami is going and the, and, the, and the corals are bleaching, nobody gives a shit. Some people say something, but in general, everything keeps on going, sodomizing the planet, polluting the planet, exploiting it, and uh, uh, people uh, staying insensitive. They are staying like blobs. And that, that blob thing, we got to take that out of them. We got to take this helmet, this blob helm out of them, and show them that there is life happening and that it is beautiful. Yeah, man, that's good stuff, Wim Hof. That's good stuff. So what um, what can be, do you have like, and we talk through a little coronavirus survival kit for our under the skin listeners. What should be the, you know, for those people that are, you know, not under immediate financial or medical threat, what kind of, te how should they, what techniques should they be using? What would you suggest? Me personally, I'm doing the meditation. I'm doing the breath work. Um, you know, I'm doing exercise. I recognize I'm fortunate because I'm not in immediate financial peril and I'm not in immediate medical peril. And those people should do what they need to do. And, you know, they can consult whoever they need to. But for, for people that are interested in using this as an opportunity for spiritual growth, what, what do you reckon we should do? And can you, if not bulletproof yourself from coronavirus, can you use uh, these methods to make yourself, give yourself greater endurance? Uh, absolutely. We have shown this, uh, once again, evidence-based. We have shown how to influence into the innate immune system. This is what you want, not only when the coronaviruses go ongoing, but also when it ends and when it stops, then still we are able to get into our innate immune system and learn to control and prevent disease from coming in. And that is through these techniques, they spike and boost our immune system. The immune system therefore, or then, uh, 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 then becomes much sharper. It knows how to detect a virus or bacteria much earlier. And then without fear and without without fever, I mean, uh, without fever, inflammation, 
and, uh, uh, and thus without fear, you can do these techniques. And this is learning how to boost your immune system. And it takes a cold shower in the morning. You have to go into the shower anyway. How long? How long? How long have you got to stay in the cold for? You begin with 30 seconds, but very soon in a couple of days, you will go in uh, for one minute, one minute and a half, two minutes. If you do two minutes, that, that creates an absolute boost of the immune system. And that's what you want because then the immune system is much uh, sharper. It knows how to detect virus and bacteria much earlier. And uh, uh, the breathing, it creates a lot more energy and it purifies the person in the deepest of tissue. That's what you want. If you have a problematic life, anxiety, you have no money, and therefore you get depressed, do this breathing, do this, uh, uh, the, the cold shower, you become resourceful. You get, you feel you got so much more uh, peace within, and you got so, you are more resourceful and uh, you got more energy. You just feel great. Can we, can you give me a refresher on the breath then, Wim, for me and for anyone listening? Yes. Can you do, demo it so that I can, I can do a round with you? Yes. Wicked. All right. There, there we go. Are you relaxed? Ask yourself, are you relaxed? Yes. All right. So anybody, relax. Because a relaxed body is able to take on oxygen in the tissue. If it is tense, it is not possible. So make sure you are relaxed. Let it go, let it go. Even in your thoughts, let it go, let it go. It's not important. Here we go. We just follow the breath, feel the breath, and mind about the breath alone. There we go. Take it fully in as you guys are able to see me or uh, you don't need to see me. You, you have a belly, you have a chest and move it fully in means the belly out, then the chest and then you let it go. I say fully in and then you let it go. So not fully out, but fully in. And let it go. Pull in. Let it go. Pull in. Let it go. Pull in. Let it go. Feel lightheaded, tingling. Anything that you feel is different. Pull in. Letting go. Pull in. Anything that is different, breathe into it. It's all all right. Make it stronger. Pull it in. There we go. Let it go. The breath is the vital force of life. Pull it in. Let it go. 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 Light-headed, loose in the body, all all right. Pull in, let it go. Ten more. Pull in, let it go. Pull in, let it go. Pull in, 
Let it go. Pull it in. Let it go. Pull it in. We will do 75 seconds without air in the lungs. After three breaths. Pull it in. Let it go. Pull it in. Let it go. Pull it in. Let it go. Here comes the last one. Pull it in. And let it go. And stop. Relax, witness. This is alchemy. You are the alchemist. Animals do not do this. This is consciousness. Now this consciousness will go in all the parts of your body, in all the cells. It's electromagnetic. Neurotransmitters. Just by being relaxed. We are opening up now the deepest part of the brain, the brain stem, the old animalistic brain. Because we are not breathing, but we are in consciousness. That's what the brain stem doesn't know. So it opens up. It is in the part of the emotions, primordial. The purpose of life, it's all there. It's opening up. It's connecting through the will because we are doing this consciously with the deepest part of the brain connected. There we are. As simple as it is. We have shown this in brain scans and in five seconds we breathe fully in and hold. Two, one, fully in. Hold, squeeze it to your head. It's nice, it's bringing blood flow to the part of the brain normally deprived of blood flow. Five, four, three, two, one, let it go. There we are. This is a simple technique anybody can do. And this will ignite epinephrine. And epinephrine ignites the innate immune system directly. It becomes a lot sharper. It heals and prevents from virus and bacteria. Oh, wow. Yeah, I feel good, man. Yeah, I That's another feel. thing. It's a, a get high on your own supply. <laughs> all that money i wasted on crack although the crack did teach me some uh, breath techniques like uh you know when you've inhaled crack you <laughs> you hold that stuff in man you don't want to breathe <laughs> nothing out you want to keep every last bit of that in your body <laughs> i know that i know that of the chill you know the hashis <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> when i was young like uh, 17 18 years i experimented but i used it spiritually yeah uh, I wasn't there, you know, regular basis, but we had these meetings and there was the chill. This, uh, this, uh, this ceramic uh, uh, conic thing and uh, fully stuffed. And then you took it on and yeah, and keep it and then boom, through the mind. Wow, amazing. But yeah. we can do that through breathing techniques as well. Breath is life. I'm with my um, 
my cat who I've had a long time, 17 years, he is like, he is dying, you know, and he's like upstairs, he's in our bedroom, we're feeding him through a tube. And it's you can see that his system for defecation is closed down. His system for appetite is closed down. The only thing that's remaining is respiration. He's continuing to breathe. He's continuing to breathe. And I wish I could teach that little feline these techniques, but he's been alive a, a long while. And I just was watching him on the bed as he breathes, wondering about his quality of life, wondering about when it is ethically correct to let him go or even to help him to leave his body, you know, but breath is everything breath there must be a strong relationship between breath and consciousness as surely there is i tell you i tell you i'm i'm i I feel uh, your cat i feel your cat i feel any person who is in uh dying like uh, uh passing over i i i lost my fear of dying uh, the first time i did a, a distance under the water in uh, under ice like a meter thick I could not find the hole and I was on breath hold in my shorts in ice water. I, uh, because I had that control of my breath before done on the ice so deeply in, that's why I had no uh, residual different chemistry than pure oxygen and alkalinity in my body. And that made me able to swim twice the uh, Olympic distance and, uh, 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 and uh, I was not drowning. I had no agony. I was going into sleep and it was kind of nice. And that <laughs> under the ice with so much stress and uh, 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 not finding the way, you know, all the fears could have happened there and all the pain of agony of drowning and the cold and the claustrophobia Nothing was there because there was the control of the breath. And when I came out because of a diver who took me by the ankle back to the 50 meter hole, then once I got out, (gasps) there I realized I had conquered the concept of death. Mm, That's pretty amazing. I suppose it sounds like you've become so free of identification with the physical form. I mean, this is the journey of transcendence and awakening and enlightenment to connect so strongly with the transcendent consciousness that it overwhelms the significance of individual identity. And even though you are a very palpably unique and strange and peculiar and particular man, I think that that power you have is derived, it seems to me, from access to this transcendent space, to this eternal power. Yes, absolutely. That was my uh, original drive, to find something uh, which was inside, intuitively, inside, instinctively, inside but i could not uh, 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 explain it what it was i was on the soul search for that and in books i could not find it not in any philosophical book of any yogi or any uh, or aristotle or alan watts or nobody it was within me and i had to awaken uh, to it and i took the lessons of life to do it and I took the cold as my teacher and it taught me because it is merciless, but righteous. 
And, and now it's all very simple, simplified, proving through science. It is the doorway into uh, the depth of our physiology, the way nature meant it to be. And that's where I want uh, to go for humanity. I think this, what we are talking about, uh, we are the future. We are talking from the future back so people are able to understand the pathway. Well, man, maybe the uh, virus is our teacher in this way. We are being taught by this virus, like this is the time to wake up. This is the time to change. It's sad that so many people will suffer as a result of it, but it's many people were suffering anyway. I mean, oh man, this is a tough time. Wim, thank you so much. I've got to wrap it up there. It's amazing to talk to you. It's amazing to be taught by you. I hope we get many, many more opportunities to spend time together and to work on what appears to be a mutual project of bringing about awakening through our own personal strangeness. Absolutely so. Absolutely so. Great work. Right. Thanks, Wim. I'm writing a uh, book at the moment for Audible, you know, the audio book company about uh, God and, you know, God and consciousness, modern conceptions about God. And the sample that I sent them, I did a 5,000 word sample. It was about us, uh, the meeting we had and the time you came down to the river and playing the guitar for my little daughter. And, uh, you know, about accessing <laughs> God in new ways, accessing God in new ways, new, more, you know, unconventional, although still in some ways traditional. So uh, I wanted to, oh, maybe I'll send you that. I'll send you that bit of writing, actually, Wim, if you want, so you can check it Lovely. out. Lovely. All right, man. Amazing. Well, yeah, I'm, I just wrote a book myself. And uh, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be out in uh, September through uh, Sounds True. And it's about the Wim Hof Method. Of course, of course. I mean, if it was about flower arranging or karate, I'd be very, very confused. Yeah, it wasn't me making up the title. I just let them go. I talked like 16 hours in three days, 16 hours of interview, audio, then transcribed, edited, and now it's a book. Boom. Great. It's going to be, it'll be fantastic. It'll be a fantastic book, Wim. I'll get it and hopefully you'll come on the show again and we'll talk about it or and do some more stuff. Love it, love it. Love your work, man. Love you. Yours too, Love your family. Let me know if I can, love to your family too. Let me know if I can do anything for you. You already did. Thank you. (laughs) Bless you. Cheers, Wim. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Under the Skin with Wim Hof. Let me know what you thought of it on Instagram. Tag me at Russell Brand. Tweet me at Rusty Rockets with a hashtag under the skin. Sign up to my mailing list at russellbrand.com to gain exclusive mailing list only news and video content. In the meantime, have a listen back to some of the previous episodes. Our latest with Wim Hof, Tony Robbins. There's loads of things for you to listen to. We've got some great stuff coming up. Ricky Gervais is coming soon. Joe Wicks coming soon. Charles Eisenstein, uh, the great Julia Cameron, creator of Artist's Way. Helena Norberg-Hodge, the uh, environmentalist and permaculture expert. She's going to be on. So we've got some wonderful stuff. So stay tuned. Spread it about a bit. Love you. Thanks for listening to Under the Skin, only from Luminary. <laughs>